Hey, this is your host, Isaiah Harper. I want to welcome you to our Next Level Faith podcast. Certainly want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. And um, at this at this time, we want to uh, just go over our sponsors. Uh, shout out to Greater Grace Temple Taylor. Want to shout out to Bishop Harper. Shout out to our Christian Education Department. And um, at this time, we are going to introduce our co-host and... Our co-host is um, April. Hello, this is your girl, April. Keep going. Next. What up, what up? This is your boy, Mari Coleman with Next Level Faith. I'm so excited to be here. Hey, podcast family. I'm your host, Ashley well, now that we have introduced ourselves, we've got uh, Brother Mari, Courtney, I mean, uh, April and Ashley, we are your host. And we're going to be dealing with a very serious topic on today. We're going to be uh, discussing some topics that have been very prevalent um, in the news these last few weeks. Uh, and we're going to be dealing with racism and Black Lives Matter. When we talk about racism. Racism is, is uh, a very prevalent subject. As we um, consider the times that we are living in, we see all of the things that are taking place in the news and things that we have been dealing with. And uh, it seems to be a heavy topic. Uh, Does racism still exist in America today? Um, When we think about slavery, this is something that black people can't seem to shake because we're constantly being reminded of the unfortunate situations that are being placed that are being televised all over the country. So uh, unfortunately, racism is not going to go away as there are people who are going to continue to be racist. But I want to just get, uh, you know, some opinions from some of our hosts. You know, is racism uh, still a heavy, heavy, heavy topic today? Let's start off with uh, Mari Komen. Yes. Absolutely. And unfortunately, racism is a relevant topic because it is here and it it, it has always been here. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it will probably always be here because it's the foundation and the very fabric on which this country was birthed upon. And it is how this world became a superpower overnight. When you think about all of the old countries that have been around since the Bible days. They are a super country, some of them are, but America is an infant, it's a baby country compared to these other countries. And the reason why America has has like made it to the superpower country level so fast is because they did it on the back of free labor. Free labor is, um, is never going away. Free labor was like the cheat code to build this country up as fast as it was built up. And it is woven in the very fabric and society um, that we live in. It's systematic, it's deep-rooted, and it's and it's actually a principality and spirit that is over this entire region. So it's not going anywhere, and it is still relevant and current today. Absolutely, I agree. Racism is, is definitely not going anywhere especially with the events that have taken place uh, just recently as the George Floyd uh, murder, where we see uh, this white Caucasian cop who sat on, who kneeled on the back of um, George Floyd's neck for 
what was it, eight minutes and 46 seconds, I believe. And it certainly yeah. caused an outrage. And we see um, that many people are crying for justice because it it appears as though, you know, white you know, white cops in America are getting away with killing our African-American policemen. And, you know, time and time and time again, we see these situations that arise where, you know, these cops are not being, uh, you know, they're not, they're not, you know, but African-Americans are not getting justice. So, Ashley, I just want to ask a quick question. You know, how do you feel about, you know, the death of George Floyd and, and Ahmaud Arbery and some of these things that are going on? Do you think that this is uh a topic of racism per se, or would you say this is more in line with police brutality? Because some people would try and raise that argument. So my take on it is mainly that racism is definitely an issue and is very prevalent even during our time. And it's still kind of crazy because even for it to still be an issue today is um, one of the big my, of one of my biggest concerns. Um, I always taught was was taught that racism was learned, and to see that that's still being taught in households today will always be an issue. Um, you see so many things on social media showing how children actually you know get along with one another I mean, one another because they are of different races or however but when they're kids and they just claim but then you see that as time go on you see what they're taught they're taught to do other things um they're taught to dislike other races and which bring up the issue that we are dealing with today far as racism far as police brutality a lot of people are hiding behind their authority just because they are law enforcement they're able to um, do racist things and get away f with it because they are um, deemed as um, authoritative or, you know, showing their power or just acting in, um, in the law. So that's kind of my take on it. Yeah. Um, you know, many of us, um, you know, I grew up in the suburbs and, you know, certainly my perspective on racism um, is, you know, we know that it exists. We know that it is prevalent. But for me, as an African-American growing up in Canton, which is very suburban, you know, my experience with racism, I never really truly experienced racism. I had a few run ins with the police back in the day, but, you know, it wasn't racism. It was just, you know, I was just on the wrong path doing wrong things. So, you know, I guess my next question is, is, you know, have any of you ever dealt with racism or had a loved one or a friend or a family member that has gone through racism and you know what's your earliest memory of becoming aware of racism and and how did you deal with that and we're going to ask april well i personally never had a loved one that um dealt with racism but hearing it going on in the world today throughout our country is um very difficult to deal with when you hear it on the news, when we hear it um, in our community, our, our neighborhood, um, even our close family member. I mean, we, I can only imagine what a person can go through with dealing with the death of, um, in our history, the Ferguson. Um, definitely was a wake-up call. Um, Freddie Gray, who died while being transported to 
the hospital, but they ruled it as a homicide. And that I could just imagine uh, covering up um, the the criminal act that happened in certain situations. So um, it, it, it do make a difference in our society because, you know, of the misconduct in the law enforcement. And um, we need to discuss that all over in in our family in our lives today that's going on within the law enforcement now there's been a subject that has been brought to our attention through the media and you know ever since these um killings and murders have taken place there's been a call to actually defund the police now, how do you feel about police um, being defunded? You know, is it a good idea or is it a bad idea? Let's ask Ashley how she feels about that. Well, personally, I do feel like it's a terrible idea. I, I would not stand behind that. Um, the reason why is because we need um, to be governed. If, we, if it wasn't for laws and it wasn't for the stuff that we got going on today, how it'll create chaos. So um, there will be no stop signs. There will be no yielding. There will be no, you know, everything will be disregarded uh, when it comes to the people and being able to have policing in our areas is make, it makes us feel safe. So it gets, if we don't, if we don't have law enforcement active, it gets, um, it makes us feel unsafe. And I don't feel like we need that right now. You know, I would definitely agree with that. When you talk about defunding the police departments, um, you know, it's certainly a, a, a topic that should make your your alarm bells ring off, because if there are less police officers on the field and even right now, we understand that a lot of our deplete our police departments all over the nation are dealing with, um, you know, financial struggles are not already, they're already not being funded, you know, the greatest as of right now. So when we talk about defunding the police, the first thing I think about is, you know, less police equals more crime, you know, so I think that it's, you know, certainly a, a, not the greatest idea to take funds that could be going into our, 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 our cities and, and to our police officers and making sure our crime is down. Mari Coleman, how do you feel about, um, you know, the topic of police needing to be defunded during this time. Is it a good idea or is it a wrong, you know, we shouldn't go that route? It is absolutely not a good idea. It is a terrible idea. We know why. Absolutely. You know, the enemy, he, he thinks he's slick. So what he's doing is there's an alternative agenda behind defunding the police. Any of you have watched Purge or any of these uh, movies that, that show anarchy and chaos going on. What the devil wants is for it to be a lawless society where people can, can actually feel comfortable with committing a murder and doing something because they know that, that since the cops are defunded, there's nobody out there to save you. Pretty soon America is going to turn into a big doctor. Y'all watch Batman before, right? <laughs> yeah. Where, where the cops are pretty much useless and they count on Batman for everything. That's exactly what the devil wants America to become a huge Gotham. And is it, you know what? If that happens, it's going to be vigilantes out there because I'm telling you right now, 
the cops are going to be stretched thin. They're already stretched thin right now. I think Inkster has about maybe, I think, nine, no, 12 cops of the whole city of Inkster. So it's like when the cops show up, they come to pick up the dead body because they're overworked. They don't come to stop nothing. They're already behind schedule. So by the time they get there, it's to pick up a dead body. So it's a terrible idea because not all cops are evil. There are some good cops out there. And you know what? It's, it is an end time agenda. It's an end time agenda because the devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And where there is no order, it gives the devil more opportunity for his agenda and his plan. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. I agree. I think about the movie The Purge. Have you ever seen the movie The Purge? <laughs> Crazy. It's a little wild in there. So, you know, because of these recent uh, events that have transpired, you know, now we see the organization Black Lives Matter, who is rising up again. And um, we see that there has been some um, controversy over the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, there are people who, you know, have an issue with it. There are other people who don't have an issue with it. Um, but... Everyday people are protesting the same Black Lives Matter, and, and it's a big topic today. You know, we are all for black lives. We all understand that black lives do matter, especially in a time where it appears to be that black lives are not mattering. So we see what is going on. And, you know, my question is, um, you know, do you feel uh, that we should only publicize Black Lives Matter or do you feel like we should publicize all lives matter. Does it matter? What are your thoughts? Let's start with uh, April. Well, I think that um, all lives do matter. I think that when they point out that the Black Lives Matter, I think they want to recognize the inequity and to bring it to an end because, you know, Blacks feel that they are undervalued in America, but all lives do matter because, um, you know, you may, you have one that would say some people are treated with less value than others. So one may view um, Black Lives Matter just to point out that what's going on in our lives today because some feel undervalued than others but i think all lives do matter certainly and and definitely as a uh as a christian um you know you have people who come from a christian perspective and you know they say you know jesus died for all lives and and you know we hear these different arguments and these different thoughts um as a as a christian perspective we understand that you know, all lives do matter. Um, but also at the same time, black lives do need to be highlighted during this time so that lives, so that black, you know, so that the misfortunes that are going on in the African, African-American community can be seen on a worldwide scale. And we see what the, the effects that the protest protests have actually done. Uh, we're seeing a lot of awareness that is coming place. Sometimes when we're dealing with protest, um, you know, people don't hear you unless you unless you start to speak up. You know, this is obviously a subject that we can't afford to sit down any longer. 
and people are beginning to speak up. When you look at the protest, it took them a while to arrest those four officers uh, from the George Floyd. But I believe that the protesting definitely had a uh, a role to play in that. Um, Ashley, how do you feel? Do you you know do you feel like we should publicize all lives matter or uh, Black Lives Matter, especially now? You know, as we are coming into some information regarding the, the Black Lives Matter organization as it concerns to, you know, how they were founded. And, and uh, you know, I think it was founded by two, three women and two out of the three women were lesbians and they're, you know, they're secretly pushing this homosexual agenda. You know, <laughs> how do you feel about that? Actually, <laughs> You're on mute. Got you. Um, so I I would definitely say all lives matter and you know that's one of the things that you know everybody should know and everybody is aware of but when we say black lives matter it's just basically to bring like you said awareness to what's been going on for centuries um, we are being publicized we are being in the news on television on social media on all different platforms regarding um the killings of our african-american black men and majority of the time they are unarmed they are um in police custody and this is still taking place so when you say all lives matter is not saying that you know, we don't care about all lives because we do. We, we always will care. But when we say specifically Black Lives Matter, we're basically raising a platform of our hurt, our pain, our worry, our fear. And we're making our, you know, letting our voices be heard through different avenues by saying that we are not about to be quiet anymore. We are tired and we are sick and tired of being sick and tired. And we are finding a different platform through protesting um, doing what our ancestors did, you know, that's what they did to get different things um, put to mainstream to make things go. You know, it, if it wasn't for us saying all black lives, uh, not black, but all lives, but black lives matter, um, those officers they probably wouldn't have gotten arrested. Right. I agree. So you know, people are uh, still protesting. They're protesting for Black Lives Matter and people are, are still talking about Black Lives Matter. And, and uh, you know, when we begin to look at, you know, things that we want to come into an agreement with and support, do you think that it's appropriate to support? You know, there's a difference between the slogan Black Lives Matter and the organization of Black Lives Matter. Um Due to the recent things that have been, you know, put out there, you know, in the media and just the agenda, I've, I've been to the Black Lives Matter website and I, I've read, you know, what they stand for and what they represent and it, and it just kind of appears to be, um, some would raise this argument that it appears to be, you know, a group of, of feminist women and, and who are trying to push this feminist agenda and, and this LGBTQ plus agenda and you know that's what it was found on and they're using this organization to basically um you know capitalize off of the hurt and the pain that african americans are dealing with concerning all of these african black men who are 
being killed. And when you look at the website and you look at what they're saying, you don't see anything about the black man, black man on there. You see, a lot of this stuff, a lot of what you're seeing is, is it appears to be a lot real feminine. So, you know, how do you feel about the organization based off the information that you have? Let's uh, ask Mari Coleman. Yes, um, the organization is um, the slogan is a good is a good slogan, but um, and Black Lives Do Matter. The reason why it became a movement for the masses is because people are finally sick and tired of seeing black people or the disenfranchised people taken advantage of. And it was so refreshing for me to see all the murals painted on the streets and then people who were not black marching. You had people, Hispanics, having signs, Hispanics for BLM, whites for BLM, Indians for BLM. There were Indians out there. I even saw <laughs> I even saw a picture of an Amish family holding a Black Lives Matter sign. So on the surface, on the, on the surface level, it is a beautiful movement. But as, as, as most things are, is that the devil oftentimes wears a mask. Satan disguises himself as an angel of light, the Bible said. He comes across as being beautiful, harmless, or handsome. That's what the devil does. So what I've seen is that Black Lives Matter has evolved from Black Lives Matter into all Black Lives Matter, and then into everybody who's disenfranchised Lives Matter. So it started off as a George Floyd thing. It started off as a Ahmaud Arbery thing, as a Trayvon Martin thing. But then it evolved into something much, much more. And what I see is this, it's like, we already know, when somebody, somebody says all black, all black lives matter, we know what that means. That means I can be, that, that, that means gay, transvestite, queer, lesbian, the whole LGBTQ spectrum. Now, we understand all lives matter. Because God loves the sinner, but he hates the sin. So what the devil wants to do is that he wants to normalize the sin as if it's not a sin, but as if it's a lifestyle that I'm free to pick when really that's not the case. I am fully aware and every Christian will support me when I say, yes, all lives matter. It don't matter if you're gay, straight, whatever you are, your soul matters. And I am for your soul. I you need you deserve respect. You deserve the same respect that everybody else gets. And I will and I will try to help you and I will tell you that God loves you and he died for your sin. But what I am not going to do is endorse and co-sign the sinful activity or the lifestyle that God died on the cross to deliver you from. So what the, what the devil is trying to do is that there is ultimately another agenda behind the Black Lives Matter. So when we say, do I support Black Lives Matter? Absolutely. But do but do I support what the founder supports and endorses? No. No, I don't. So it's, it's, it's not a straightforward answer. It's a, it's a very complex answer. It is a very complex answer. And 
um, you know, sometimes it just, you know, there's that saying, the devil is always in the details. You know, the, the enemy can, can masquerade himself as an angel of light and yeah, he can give right. you, you know, and he can give you 90% truth, but then he can come with just some 10% error and just mess, mess everything up. And it can, you know, and I just feel like as Christians, we, uh, you know, we want to be a part and involved of, of you know, things that are, are taking place, especially when it comes down to matters of social um, justice. But I believe that we also need to be informed and, and concerned and considerate of what it is that we're uh, exactly getting behind. You know, I think now that, you know, people have more of an understanding of what the Black Lives Matter organization is actually involved in and what their real agenda and what they're really fighting for, um, I think we can take into consideration, you know, that um, from a Christian's perspective, it's, it's not anything that we would agree with or want to be locked in and walking around, you know, arm, you know, um, for lack of better words, uh, you know, we don't want to link up with with an agenda that can sometimes, um, you know, go against what we believe and what we value and what we stand for. Odomari Coleman, yes. Yeah, can I say something? So this, this is how I view when folks, folks say all lives matter and, and they want to go into the whole, um, you know, if you gay, listen, the people go, go around saying cigarette smoker lives matter, alcoholics lives matter, pedophile lives matter, liar lives matter. Murder, murderers' lives matter. I mean, these are all sins up under the umbrella of sin. So it's like we understand that yes, the sinner, his life matters. Jesus loves you, he died for you, and we are to treat everybody with respect and dignity and courtesy. But it's like when somebody says, I want special rights, it's like, okay, well, I'm giving you the same rights that we're giving other people who are in sin. But you want additional rights on top of that, and then you want to force it down our throats through the back door of civil rights. And and, 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 and it's like, okay, it's not a civil right. It, it's you just want people to not judge you when you're doing your sins. The way that some people judge people who drink, smoke, cuss, lie, steal, murder, rape, it, it, it's all sin. So what we see is the devil trying to push one of these sins and accommodate it with special privileges and special rights. And he wants to raise it up and force it upon the masses. And I can go a whole lot further. And we're not going to go there today because this is the podcast. <laughs> April, you look like you got something you want to say. <laughs> well, I would love to say that we just need to see a change. Uh, we need to see a change and um, some action in the police system, in the criminal justice system. We just need to. Um, um, we got many voices here. Um speaking about the black lives matter um and 
we should be heard. I feel like we should be heard. We need a change. I agree. We need a change. And sometimes, you know, change doesn't come when you're silent. So definitely protesting and, and speaking up and using the voice that we have can definitely make a difference. And hopefully we will see that change. So oftentimes when we see, um, you know, some of these individuals who, who go to trial once they get, um, you know, a, a, a conviction. Well, I don't know if it maybe not a conviction, but when they get charged, uh, we see that the courts typically let them off. So we'll see what happens with the George, George Floyd situation. I kind of have a feeling that because of the pressure, um, I think that he's he's going to uh, get some serious time. Um, but we will see. All right. And we're getting ready to wrap up. Certainly, we thank all of our hosts for uh, our co-host and our host for these for this uh, discussion. And uh, you can find us on social media via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And uh, so we just want to thank you for tuning in. God bless you.